0: Where do we go now? Where do we go now? Is the question. What do we do now? And just like that, that's how we're we're doing it. That's how I'm starting it. Episode 41 is starting with where do we go now? You did it, folks. This is Inside the Whale, Nantucket's first podcast. I am your host, Doug Cody. I am doing this on Saturday, November 19th. I'm recording this in my new Well, it's not new. I just decided I needed an office. So I moved all my crap, all my guitars, all my my mixing boards and all my gear downstairs. So I'm in a new location to see if the vibe is different. I needed to change it up. I needed to break that static of all the crap, all those stupid Facebook feeds that we're getting bombarded with, right? How do we make sense of this, folks? Are you pissed? Or are you happy? What do you want? What do you love? How can we make things different? I don't know. I do not know. I uh, I digress. I really didn't want to get too uh, political. I actually had thought about doing a podcast specifically about the post-election results and sort of process it all. But I feel like there's been wait, there's almost been too much processing. I know it's hard for some people to grasp, but there's just I don't know, there's too much of it. You know, I can't. I have to get off Facebook. Just a, it's a time waster, although it's important to share ideas, but come on, it just it's too much and I know everyone's pissed. But uh, you know, I actually had a, a, a friend share a, a very eloquent thought that I sort of summed up the sort of summed up the post-election results. and I'm gonna share it with you, folks. This is what he said. He said, the election of Trump is the full manifestation of the systematic collapse of the American educational system. I thought, wow, is he right? It it, it kind of is. And uh, it's just crazy. And there's paradigm shifts. And this is a big one. But uh, yes, I'm down here. Yep. Uh, See, I I thought I was going to get some privacy, but uh, I guess not. Either way, uh, it uh, is a very tumultuous time. People are pissed, and they should be pissed, and you can be pissed, and you're allowed to be pissed. But how do we move forward? Uh, y- you just got to focus on the good, right? Focus on the good. So anyway, let's move on from that, Nantucket. How are you guys doing? Are you guys getting ready? Let's move on. We- we've talked about it enough. It doesn't need any more doesn't need any more energy. We've already pushed it around. You, I'm sure everywhere you go, you, people talk about it. So we're going to move on. We're going to talk about what this podcast is about. It's about people doing cool stuff on Nantucket and all the amazing people that live here. In episode 41, which is today's episode, features Nate Horn, surfboard shaper. And I wanted him on the podcast. I'd, I'd seen some of the boards he's been shaping. And I said, wow, he's really building this thing. You know, if you build it, they'll come, and he's doing it. Way over by the airport, he's got a little uh, little square room there that he puts his boards in, shapes in all those different materials. And it's—I uh, it, have a lot of respect for Nate. It's an art form, and I love it that you know he just—he's uh, passionate about it, and he took it to the next level. Decided, you know what? I'm going to start shaping my own boards, and now with District Surfboards, he's got it to a point where he's got orders. He's backed up. He's doing it, and a cool surfboard's being made right here on Nantucket. So, Nate, thanks for coming on and talking. Uh, it was a great conversation. I think we should just go to it now, folks. Let's do it. Let's go. Inside the way. Rise now, whale. Show us your crooked jaw. Show us your wrinkled brow. Rise. <laughs> he rises! <laughs>
1: big as an island away away, away away away. big but, uh, as an island um, what's the address of this place it's um 43 a nobody farm road
0: this is this is working man's territory yeah <laughs> this is getting it done we're we're here uh with nate horn of district surfboards nate thanks for letting me uh crash your uh your studio.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for coming.
0: I, uh, I'm very jealous as I'm looking around. I see tons of uh, foam. And those are boards that are going to be made.
1: Uh, that's the idea, hopefully. Uh, got a couple more uh, that have been spoken for, but the rest are sort of, uh, I guess, future shapes. We'll see what happens. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm just, I'm super fascinated with the this the how someone decides that they want to start making surfboards because it's certainly a, an art form
1: yeah man I uh I had always thought it'd be something I'd you know be into doing um it's kind of a a daunting thing I guess I you know but uh how long you been surfing uh I don't know I'm 27 now I've been surfing since I was like five so
0: on Nantucket Oh, on or Nantucket? Where, well, yeah, like, we need to rewind there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Where were you born?
1: Uh, I was born in um, the District of Columbia. Oh, okay. So uh, my um, my grandparents live on Cape Cod, and so when I was little, we used to go up there in the summer for, like, a week or two, and uh, they actually, they've been, like, kayak surfing since, like, the 60s. Really? Uh, that's sort of why they moved there, yeah. They were, like, white water kayakers, and then they had a friend who... Uh, who was a custom boat builder and he built them um, these custom surf kayaks. And uh, so you're
0: sitting down but paddling in?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, kayak skirt and everything. Yeah, what's, yeah. there's
0: that dude that, does, what do you, what's the guy that surf kayaks out there? I
1: don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. I see him driving around with that kayak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: He's hardcore too. He'll come in on the left and you'll be like, Get out I mean, of the yeah, way.
1: yeah. You got to kind of watch out for that dude. But yeah, he, um, or yeah, so I, um, you know, I just, we were always, like, playing around in the surf and stuff, and uh, I don't know, my mom had this, like, 1960-something Surf Australia that had been, like, snapped in half, and, you know, you'd, like, ride, it was, like, delaminating, so you'd, like, try to surf, and you'd get, like, fiberglass in your arms and stuff, but I was determined <laughs> Painful. To, uh, to figure it out, and I, I don't know, I just sort of got hooked. And, you know, I only did it in the summertime, so it sort of became this, like, obsession I was just, like, constantly thinking about surfing and riding waves. And the fact that I like couldn't really do it for most of the year sort of made me even more determined to, like, make it more a part of my life whenever I could. So, so you're the
0: kid in the landlocked D.C. walking around with the surfer magazine in his back. Yeah, and,
1: like, you know, kids <laughs> making fun of me because I, like, wore skate shoes and, like, you know, came back. like right. Talking about surfing, and they're like, what are you, like. <laughs> There's no surf. surf. Surfing, cool, you know. <laughs> did you ever go
0: down the Eastern Shore or any of those areas?
1: Um, When I went to college, uh, my buddies and I did a couple road trips to, uh yeah, like, I surfed in Rehoboth um in Delaware and uh we go to the Outer Banks every now and again you know they get I've never surfed good there waves.
0: my brother goes out there and I it, hear it's pretty nice it
1: gets it gets really good I've only been a couple times but every time I went was for you know a legitimate swell and it was <laughs> big <laughs> scary big but it was. how fun. would you compare it, similar better than Nantucket surf better more but, hollow. <laughs> but, but
0: it's beach break, right? Yeah,
1: it's beach break. But, you know, they got, like, they have jetties and piers. And so, I, I don't know, I feel like their their setups are better. Like, the the, the pier and Rodanth, I've surfed there. And, uh, you know, Hatteras Light, they've got a jetty there. So, somehow, the sand sort of forms around these m- more. Oh, uh, so the
0: jetty actually pushes the sand Yeah, up? it pushes
1: the sand around. So, when the wave comes in, it sort of hits, like, that... that build up of sand around the jetty and you know you get like like hatteras like there's that really like sick left that comes in or rodanth is like it comes in it goes just right Mm -hmm. so even though it is a beach break it's you know it's like a more set up wave
0: yeah so you'd surf that in college
1: yeah we'd uh i went to school in western north carolina and you know the outer banks is as far east which what college warren wilson college it's in asheville north carolina Asheville. So, I mean, we're pretty close. So like- you're a hippie. Yeah, yeah. You're a hippie that listens to Iron Maiden. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> I like more it. of us than you think. I like it. I like it. That's awesome. Uh, Asheville is a pretty cool town. Yeah, man. Uh, I I mean, besides the lack of waves or being anywhere near the ocean, um, I had a great time there. It's beautiful. would you major in? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm
0: an archaeology major. I love it. I know. <laughs> There's, this feels like some sort of archeo- archaeological archaeological uh, experiment in here. Yeah, we dig
1: through under all these piles you're, of dust. You're delaminating. <laughs> we might find <laughs> something kind of cool.
0: That's cool. So, and when did you get to Nantucket? Like, how did you end up living here?
1: Um, you know, it's funny. Like, going to the Cape in the summers. I, you know, I knew Nantucket existed, but it never even crossed my mind to come out here. I, and honestly, I didn't think Nantucket got surf, so it was never like something really on my radar, um, and then uh, I uh, I took a year off from college, more like I kind of my grades dipped a little bit, it was just the move, <laughs> and I came out here with my uh, girlfriend at the time, and uh, just, you know, to work and make money, and... Uh, the year off. Yeah, the year off. And never came <laughs> back, never went back. <laughs> no, I went back, I finished, but then I, uh, <laughs> you know, I just... I, I realized this is a beautiful place and and the waves do get good sometimes and uh more so is just like a great place to make money and you know be able to surf every now and again so Yeah and I you know kind of just got hooked I guess <laughs>
0: Would you surf on the cape though where what were the spots like
1: Um yeah yeah I surf like n- my grandparents house was right up from Nosset Beach which is in Orleans it's okay, exit yeah. 12 um and, uh, you know it's funny now because of the whole shark thing that's kind of what everyone thinks about now you know because it's close to Chatham but uh, dude it's not everyone thinks you look at that <laughs> shark tracker thing and the pings <laughs> that's
0: that's there's I wouldn't I would be super sketched out
1: yeah I uh, you know it's funny too because when I was little of course I was like really really scared of sharks and surfing it was sort of had, something I had to come out like get over and I, I remember my mom you know always telling me it's like Cape Cod is the last place anyone will ever get attacked by a shark. Uh, no one's been attacked yet, thank God. But tell yeah. that to the. I <laughs> well,
0: no, there was a there was a pig, oh the, the guy the,
1: in Truro? yeah, the, yeah and yeah. then there was
0: another chicks in like uh they were in a kayak or canoe yeah
1: no i remember that well i don't know which I is just,
0: hilarious because they're <laughs> like
1: oh there's seals
0: feeding let's go out and get a picture of the seals yeah which is like going into a death trap it's like
1: to what they tell you not to do yeah <laughs> no but there's i mean they tell you to not swim near any seals or but like there's you know it's impossible there's so many seals so it's kind of like you just try not to think about it no you
0: don't think about yeah. it you <laughs> put that energy out there that being said have you ever had anything close
1: no, actually, here once I saw a shark. That's the only time I've seen a shark in the water was on the. Nantuck- I gotta stop talking. About it. We gotta change the
0: subject. This is not good. <laughs> I didn't mean to. We don't need to get into shark talk. No, no, Nate. it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, anyway, so you get to Nantucket, and when do you when do you decide that you want to when do you shape your first board?
1: Um. Oh, my first board was actually a total disaster, but I, uh...
0: <laughs> well, this is what I think is interesting, because any art form, you know, that first time you pick up the guitar, the first time you do that brush stroke, I view making a surfboard is the same kind of thing. You know, you have this kind of blank canvas, but you have, you've seen stuff out there that yeah. you want, and you think something pops in your mind that you want to try and do it. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. Like, when did that moment happen?
1: Um... I don't know when I was uh when I was younger I was you know really into like fixing boards more so like painting them I I kind of got you know I'd always sort of been into like street art and graffiti and stuff and I I liked uh you know the graphics you see on skateboards and snowboards like Uh, You know, and even you saw it on surfboards, like, in the 90s, like, lost board, you know, like, skulls and, like, naked chicks racked up in octopuses and flames and all that kind of stuff, and uh, so I'd sort of try to, like, replicate that on my boards, and I don't know, I just like the process of of painting them and and fixing dings, and, you know, I'd, like, find old boards at garage sales and, like, try to make them surfable again. Usually I failed, but... um, so something I'd always thought about, and uh, you know, I, I just, I just decided to go for it. I really don't know what that initial like motivation. Well, it's was. obviously like
0: an organic process, yeah. it? But it just, it's cool to think about that. Oh, like this is something that I'm into and i want to make a business yeah because it's cool when it in it's in district is now a business for you
1: <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's, well it's getting there
0: <laughs> i know that's the goal and yeah. just making that happen you know it's you know, w- there's so many different facets of like where do you get your fiberglass from how many different there's so many different shaped surfboards yeah you know like is there did you is there one that you want to do because don't some surfboard shapers just do one specific kind
1: yeah, there's definitely um shapers who have like their specialty for sure. Um I uh the first board I did I think was like a s it was just a fun board, like an egg shape. I think it was like a seven six or something. I just uh I thought, you know, overall it would be maybe uh, an easier an easier shape to do. You know, I was afraid if I tried a short board, I'd just like rip through it and there'd be no foam left or I wouldn't get the shape right. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't definitely didn't want to try anything that, you know, invo- involved like high performance features or anything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, but
0: those skills that you're talking about, like making a cut, do you got to, did, were you a good painter in college? Do you do, were you good at drawing and painting?
1: Yeah, honestly, I think it all came from uh, Legos. <laughs> <laughs> really i mean legos and I, I when i was younger i was like really into building uh, it's kind of dorky but like air like world war ii airplane oh the little model airplanes yeah, with yeah. the epoxies
0: that you could sniff and get yeah, high from yeah
1: exactly the little tester paint yeah, and, and the, yeah. The, it always
0: had that it had the orange strip on it like, yeah, the yeah. Little epoxy yeah i was horrible at models
1: well i i uh it was something my dad and i would do together and then i sort of kept it you know i'd like hang them up from fishing line in my Dude, you got to get some. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that would be so awesome. Like you, so you did like the biplanes and the World War II, the B-2 yeah, bomber. Yeah, yeah.
1: I had some, uh, you know, I had a, a thing out of B-52, a B-17, some German planes. Uh, See, that's
0: interesting though, because that's a very delicate type of, you have to, you have to break the plastic apart and all yeah. the pieces are, there's a map, right? They, it comes with a. Oh yeah.
1: Super time consuming and really easy to screw up and, you know, it takes a lot of care and, you know, I think that sort of went along with you know why I decided to major in archaeology. I've just always learned, you know, from hands-on is the way I learn. Like math, science, just that stuff goes right over my head. But anything I can physically get my hands on, it just comes to me a lot faster. And I really like sort of the process of uh, you know meticulous work. And uh, and you know, if it comes out good, it's really rewarding. So. Uh,
0: yeah, it's well clearly. I mean, the stuff you're putting out now looks amazing. <laughs> you know, it's cool. And it's being able to, to have this, like people come to you with a vision, tell you what you want. And then doing custom surfboards is, is even cooler. Cause you're manifesting someone else's idea. Yeah. And it's so cool.
1: Um, but as far as learning, you know, the skills for, for shaping the boards, I, uh, it's just watch. honestly it was a lot, of, a lot of YouTube, um, a couple books, and you know trial and error. Um, I remember you know I watch videos of these shapers, and you're like, you know, my dad. Who are, the, who are
0: some of the shapers that you um, like?
1: Who would you watch? Uh, there's this one guy, Todd Proctor of Proctor Surfboards. He he makes boards out in Ventura, um, and uh, his background story is pretty cool. I mean, he liter- he started off in the uh, the shed behind his grandparents' house. And, you know, now he's probably selling thousands of surfboards a year. Um, So that was a little bit inspiring. Because a lot of the, you know, the videos I'd watch were guys like, you know, I grew up in my dad's shaping bay. I've been around surfboards and surfboard manufacturing my entire life. And it was just something that, you know, was destined for me or came natural. And, uh, you know, I'd never been around it before. And I didn't really know where to start. So it was just sort of like... Diving into the oblivion and hoping that you know the YouTube videos really came through. <laughs> yeah,
0: I want to know. Take me take me through the process. What? How does it start? Like, oh, well, it starts with the blank. And where do you get the blanks from? Like, I, how do you get that?
1: Uh, the blanks come from um, it's a place called Greenlight Surf Supply. They're in um, Manasquan, New Jersey.
0: And these, can I grab this? I'm looking. Yeah, at, yeah. I'm looking at a couple of these blanks right here.
1: So it's a pretty rough. I mean, it's. That f- that's f- Fiberglass? No, it's just uh, it's polyurethane foam. Polyurethane. So they make it in like a mold. They kind of like it's like liquid. They kind of inject it into a mold and clamp it, and then it comes out like that rough shape. Now, now the uh, blanks actually come with um, with rocker sort of built into them.
0: Yeah, which is cool. Yeah.
1: So there's there's sort of I mean, you know, I still put in rocker, but now blanks. or a little bit, I guess, I don't know, easier. I don't know if that's the right word to shape, but um, a little more user friendly for maybe someone who doesn't exactly know what they're doing it. Because back in the day, <laughs> it was
0: it was hard, right? It was yeah, I, it
1: was more of just like a big square chunk of foam, and you know everything that you you know every sort of aspect that you wanted, you had to shape in yourself. So, uh, I uh, yeah, so the blanks come from New Jersey, and um, how much is a blank? Well, blanks so, uh, i don't know. It's like a six-zero blank would be probably like sixty bucks. Okay. Um, like a nine-zero is probably like a hundred and twenty bucks. So. They're really not that expensive. No, I
0: I would think that they were going to be more. No, yeah,
1: I mean the issue for me is just getting them here. The shipping costs just kill me. I uh, would it be cheaper to drive down and pick them up? Well, that's what I was doing at first. The first load of blanks, I I I fit as many as I possibly could into the back of my truck. I, uh, I was probably like over twenty blanks. <laughs> but yeah, I drove down to get them because it's uh it's a crazy markup to get them shipped out to Nantucket. Um, you know, I called the guy I called the guys up down there and I was like, you know, what's the deal with shipping to Nantucket? And he's like, "Let me pull up my little uh shipping chart here." He's like, "Oh, I got some bad news, you know. The entire, <laughs> the, the entire country is in the green, but uh Nantucket and Nova Scotia, you guys are in the red." And I was like, "Well, what does that mean?" He's like, "Extra shipping charges." And he wasn't joking. It's really expensive to get them shipped out here. So, yeah, but but it starts with the blank. <laughs> yeah. Once I, once I get them, um, and then I'll do a profile. Like I'll make a template for them. Uh, originally, I was just tracing boards, like any board I could get my hands on. I just trace it on. Like with the piece.
0: So you trace the shape of the what you wanted on. Yeah, the, yeah. Just and then the, just take that gr- sander that you have there and kind of shape it down till.
1: Well, I I have like a um, like a pole saw, mm-hmm. and that's how I cut out the. Uh, the um the outline or the template. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then uh and then I square up the rails because you really want the rails to be as as square as possible. So when you go to actually shape in the rails later, you know, give them the curve. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no sort of variation. Uh, you know, everything is is perfect. And I, I, you know, I have a little like I don't even know what you call it. It's got a little um like a t-square almost so uh-huh. i can really square up all the edges so everything's perfect uh but actually cutting out the shape and squaring up the edges are, are is probably one of the most important steps because if you don't get it perfect yeah, i was gonna say
0: if you screw that up and the whole then the, the whole board screwed up, screwed yeah. up right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that is that the is that the moment of truth like getting that cut
1: yeah um
0: here you can just yeah there it keeps i should have tightened that ah that's all right sorry his (laughs) Um, microphone keeps spinning around (laughs) um sorry
1: the uh yeah it's the most important part and it's kind of I don't know but but I feel like you know I could any part is the most important part because if I take off too much foam I can't put that foam back on or if the resin doesn't set right I can't just scrape it off and try again you know it's kind of it's all or nothing (laughs) yeah
0: And you know, what? I just, uh, most people, don't they apprentice? Isn't it, isn't it like surfboard shaping is kind of an apprentice kind of thing? Yeah,
1: for sure. And, uh, I, uh. So you're
0: apprenticing yourself.
1: Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) And, uh, I, I took one, actually, I took one shaping, I guess you could call it a class. Um, when I went to pick the boards up down in Manasquan, there's a guy, uh, who has his own custom board shaping, um, you know, business. And he also does, uh, he does like lessons so you could shape a board with him. And, uh, I, you know, I had all the basic ideas. I just really never used, um, a power planer before. And I really didn't want to just go straight into trying to shape a board with the planer and not having any idea like how to use it. Not only screwing up the board, but like, you know, maybe like cutting the finger off or something. I just didn't, you know, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know like what the deal was. So that was really why I did that. And, uh, it, you know, it was pretty helpful, I guess. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> that's why I'm just blown away, like, just thinking about going in there, doing something you've never done before and giving it a shot, you know, trying to go for it. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I totally <laughs> just botched that. Yeah. Uh, there's 60 bucks. There's 120 bucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know, I, I admit it's nerve-wracking. I think about that a lot because when it comes down to it, it is just, like, throwing money down the drain if you screw it up. So... Uh, you know, yeah, t- the, you're in the
0: uh, learning curve, yeah, like any art form, you know, yeah, for sure, for
1: sure. Um, so yeah, then once the board is the, the template or the outlines all cut out, um, and the rails are squared up, then it's just mowing foam <laughs> just uh, over and over. Yeah. With the power plant and just taking it down, you know, I, I can adjust the depth on the blade on, on my Planer by like an eighth of an inch, mm-hmm. but I usually just go full out as as much foam as it'll take until I get, you know, close enough to my desired thickness, um, and then I can sort of like adjust the depth as you know I go into the nose or into the tail or if I'm trying to put like a concave through the middle of the board, I can, you know, make it deeper or shallower depending right. on where I want that depth to be. Um,
0: and then after you get that process done, we get the shape down. And then that's the fun part, right? Because then you laminate it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, You know, the more I've done it, the more I've really gotten into, you know, bottom contours and stuff. Uh, you can always just shape a board with fl- a flat bottom and it'll, it'll surf all right. But putting in, you know, like a single, ca- single concave or even a double concave or doing like single to double in the tail or putting a v into it or a channel. Now bottom. those kind of those
0: modifications, what do those do for the board because I actually don't know enough about surfing yet. Well, as uh, far as wave performance and yeah, stuff yeah. like so what would uh, an alteration like that do? Like give me an example.
1: Well, uh, um like a There, that one. there we go. Sorry, right. I probably just popped. <laughs> uh well so like a single concave's kind of for speed. Um, it's sort of creating a, a groove or a channel through the middle of the board. So, I mean, it's sort of like hydrodynamics, I guess. But if you think about the way the water's flowing under the board as you're riding it, that, that pocket of air that's... So the rails are going to be touching sort of this, the water, and, the, and the, that concave in the bottom is going to be sort of like funneling... The, whatever else water whatever other water similar you're touching to like a hole in a boat yeah exactly so it's okay. sort of um like pushing the water it's forcing the water to to shoot through there and then it sort of like basically makes the board go faster gotcha um and uh, as a, and if it was just flat it'd be a little slower sluggler. yeah and you I, also it helps for um like putting the board on rail um there's just le- less surface area, like touching the water. So you can sort of bounce, you know, or switch from one side to the other. I'm trying to think um, of what my
0: stretch is. It's in, it's a what, I think.
1: It's probably got a, a, a lot of boards will come with like a, s- at least a slight single concave. Like if you flip it over and look down the center of it, you might see that the rails are slightly higher than the scent, like where the stringer is gotcha, running yeah. down. Um, and then if you were to do like a single to double, like a double concave out the tail. Like if you lo- a lot of short boards have that. If you look into the tail, you can actually see it's on, on to the left and to the right of the stringer. There's actually a little dip there.
0: And what does that do? Just give you more turning?
1: Yeah, turn and and even more speed. It's sort of like an exhaust system, if you will. Like you know your single concave is funneling the water down through the middle, and then it's sort of foiling or like pushing it out through these two channels in the back and it's just creating even more lift and drive i guess yeah it's crazy it's a lot of science actually a lot of ge- geometry yeah you know i sort of i mean and do guys do all sorts of crazy stuff um and uh i you know i'm sort of just i usually would just do a single concave or maybe a, a, a double through the tail that's something i've been trying to work you know it, it's uh it's hard though cuz you get the you know you get the board to a point where you you sort of are like all right this is going to work and you're like oh maybe I should put a double concave in. and then you're like <laughs> and like you crap. said once you start you can't yeah, go back Yeah no right? there's no going back <laughs> there's no adding foam so uh, Yeah um, so far most of the, the contours that I've been tr- I've tried anyways have worked I, I did a, I did a, a a board for my friend it was it was a real concept he has, he's got one of those beater boards um the like foam the like soft foam boards i think it's like a four or five it's a really you know those like small, oh is that nick hayden um no it's that uh, jarek jarek cohen okay he, he rides that beater board I, I think i
0: saw is does nick hayden have ones that's similar they're like really short just two. that's big. the one i
1: shaped him that pink one yeah the pig stick yeah that looked like fun <laughs> yeah i got to ride he let me ride it the first day it was super fun um but with, so you're
0: really starting to experiment with a lot of different yeah shapes, with different shapes is, and stuff and uh, what do you feel most comfortable doing
1: um, right now right now I don't know it's just probably like a just like the board behind me right now that's like a five nine it's a, just a short board mm-hmm. um, just in terms of like it's just e- you know it, I guess it's just easier it's fa- less time consuming the bigger boards are fun to make Um it's just getting everything symmetrical and, and squared up, perfect, and you know you can definitely really tell if you if you left too much foam in one place or too little with a bigger board because there's just you know there's just more of it. Um, so I don't and short boards are just fun to make personally for me. I think they they look really sick when they come <laughs> out nice. So so
0: after like, we're still in that process after you get the, the shape down that you want. Yep. And how how long? What's the time period on that?
1: You know, it's know, it's fun a lot of people ask me like how long it takes me to do this and I, I don't know from start to finish just because you know I work full time so it's like I come in the shop whenever I, I have time to do this um, but I don't know I would say from you know from the blank to the board being completely shaped and ready to be glassed it yeah, takes a, guess it, it. it takes about a day
0: Oh it's oh, okay
1: so you know I you know I do like, But then again, I don't do it all in one go. So I'll put in like four hours one day, and you know, maybe like eight hours, eight hours a total. To the point, and then
0: then that's just to get the shape and the glass on it, or that's that's, just the shape. That's just the shape. So that's eight hours for the shape, and then the next part is put right putting the fiberglass over it. Yeah.
1: Well, then I do the then I install the fin boxes. So I do all future fins just because I have the um, the router and the jig. And the template, all the jig plate, all set up. Is that do. what
0: those things? What's that thing up there in your wall there?
1: Um, those are those uh, clamps. Oh, the- those are just calipers for for getting the thickness. You know, uh, okay. I can get the I, that just reads out. No, the jig plates. Um, well, here's like this this machine right here. That's the router for doing like single fin boxes mm-hmm. for longboards. Um, that thing is a beast. I really don't. I don't actually, I don't even use it. I get my buddy who does carpentry to do it because the thing scares the shit out of me. But, uh, <laughs> It, uh, I mean, it's a
0: pretty intense piece and looking equipment.
1: It's really loud, <laughs> but yeah, that that's actually that's one that's another nerve wracking part because then you got this sick board all shaped and you're like, all right, I did it, like I got it. this thing looks cool. And then you're like, the then you're routing out these like slots into the foam, and it's like, oh, is the bit gonna like bust through the deck? Do I have all the fin marks like line? You know, it's the left fins got to be the same. So you said you're not good at math. There's math involved. <laughs> yeah, I guess you, there is. You have to
0: measure, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you do. I got um, this um, this clear sheet here is is uh, actually a, It's got the marks on it for the fins. You could do four, you know, if you got like a longer fin, like the standard four and a half, four and a half inches. Yeah, I'm already lost when I see or... things with
0: numbers. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm just I run. I turn around and run. That that looks confusing. I, I immediately was thinking, man. I mean just going to youtube you mentioned that like how how great is that yeah i'm sure there's a tutorial on putting in
1: yeah it, his- it's it's helpful to a certain extent but then when you're actually standing there with the router in your hand like about to plunge the thing in you're second guessing yourself the entire or well i, I can't speak for, for me personally yeah uh until the, the fin boxes are in and glassed, uh, you know once that happens the first stage is done i'm like all right that was a success
0: yeah. So it's crazy. I just was, thinking you almost have to do your own quality control too, right? You have to, Yeah, like, totally. And I'm how su- do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm
1: super hard on myself. I, you know, I have friends come in and say, Oh, that looks sweet. I'm like, no man, that sucks. I screwed it up. What are you talking about?
0: That's good. That's good. That means you, you know, like that, that's the thing that's going to set you apart from yeah, the rest.
1: I guess so. In the long run, I, uh, you want to be on point. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Yeah. You know, do- I did. De- I definitely do. I want to get it right. Um, and, and, and I, you know, I've come a long way. I mean, the first board that I tried to route a fin box out on, I, I tore it in half, blankwise. wise Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. So. <laughs> You're like, I don't play that game.
0: <laughs> yeah, when Iron Maiden put out an album they didn't believe in? I don't know, they might. Some of the ladies... the late, Yeah,
1: I don't know, some of the later stuff. The later stuff is not... I think they're pretty sure of themselves. They're riding yeah. a wave. <laughs>
0: What's your favorite Iron Maiden record?
1: Ah. Uh, I don't know. I do like Iron Maiden by Iron Maiden. You know that was before.
0: Oh the oh the original singer. Yeah, the
1: original singer before oh, Bruce yeah, Dickinson. Oh yeah, dude. That guy is. They were like, Iron Maiden was a punk band.
0: Yeah, no, it's sick. <laughs> Early Iron Maiden before Bruce Dickinson.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh,
0: Sorry, I, he's yeah. got a <laughs> he's got a huge Iron Maiden poster uh, in his shop. It's awesome with Eddie the Stormtrooper Eddie coming through. Maiden in England. No, so,
1: no one likes that poster. That's why I have to. No well more- <laughs> i guess
0: cuz it's it's a newer iron maiden well right? just cuz
1: it's i think it scares them i mean all that blood and i don't that's know that's the thing that draws you back <laughs> yeah. to the skate, skate yeah. days
0: you know so let's talk about the graphics cuz speaking of graphics you're yeah. into that when did you start doing that like figure cuz uh, do some shapers well they'll bring in graphic people right yeah
1: i mean they do all kinds of stuff it's pretty cool from like Custom laminates, you know, like photographs getting turned into laminates, uh, you know, airbrush artwork, stencils, and then, you know, resin artwork. That's a whole art in itself. Um,
0: What's resin artwork?
1: Well, that's like using like pigments and tints to actually you can turn the resin different colors.
0: Oh, so if you wanted a fade or
1: yeah, or like like this board right here with all the swirls on it that's that's resin those that's like f- four or five different colors of tinted or pigmented resin that are all sort of swirled together, yeah, yeah so yeah. that that's not even that's like that's in the glass, you know it's not on the phone fo- well, it is on the phone if you're
0: but- listening it's a it's a pink uh Jackson Pollock <laughs> type <laughs> paint splatter. It's kind of Jimi Hendrixy. It's
1: like a psychedelic mustard and mayonnaise spill with a little bit of acid mixed in. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> I don't know. That. I'm there. <laughs> um, yeah, but the art I mean, that's part of it. I like, think that's, that's got to be fun. It's man, super Because I love fun. that for
0: skating. Yeah. I, I totally used to get the little Sharpie pens, the yeah. paint pens, and do my grip
1: tape. Yeah, for sure. No, I did that, too. And, uh, you know, I, I just drawing has always been a big part of my life. I, I, I've always you know, enjoyed doing it, and uh, it's definitely something that I think, in a sense, drew me to surfing and skating and, you know, heavy metal. I just think that not only the music or the act of doing it, but sort of everything that artwork, goes along. The artwork, yeah. Really, the artwork's super rad. I remember.
0: was the same thing with punk rock and even rock and roll. Like, I love records. I love the fonts. I love looking at the different color yeah, schemes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, you look at the font of that Iron Maiden font, and, you, you know, it's just so iconic. But someone spent hours or maybe not some graphic designer came up with that or some artist came up with that logo and the way the r the points on the r and the a
1: yeah the iron maiden lettering the thrasher lettering you know like metallica's lettering and you see it replicated it's so iconic and you're like you still know what it is you're like that's metallica don't but you some- feel like that was a
0: trend when people would just take the metallica thing and then they would make it say like custom shop yeah 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 it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's <laughs> sort of like there's like cliches in, r- right. in graphic design yeah, yeah. um and it's hard to steer away from that because you're you may see something you really like or
1: I know well that's part of it for me is like I just want to put I just want to put Eddie on all my boards but I can't well uh, you know you know what Pablo
0: Picasso said what good artists borrow great artists steal yeah <laughs> so just rip it off yeah right on. Of, you probably make doing like custom iron I'm sure custom iron maiden surfboards yeah <laughs> with an Eddie
1: yeah 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 I uh I I got his um. I was trying to make like my own line of shortboard. I was like, you know, I need like at least one board that I can make over and over and over again. I was like, all right. Do do you have it? Um, it's uh, it's not in the shop right now. But um, there's one. I sold one. I got two that I made that you know I never sold that are just (laughs) sitting in my room. But. You know it's cool to look at them, but they got they got the iron the uh, Eddie the Iron Maiden head on there. You put it on your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's not easy to do too. You know, there's there's so many. I mean, just now here in here in the studio talking, there's so many steps yeah. before you're finally in the water on the board.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then I mean, and just glassing in general is a whole. I mean that.
0: So how do you do the glassing? How is it? It's a spray, right?
1: Uh, well, no, it comes in these big five gallon. Or wait, I don't whatever however yeah i think they're five gallons buckets um and you know i the first board i ever glassed i tried doing the um traditional polyurethane um resin the polyresin and that stuff is just super toxic i mean it you you just smell it your instant headache it's really hard to work with um just really toxic stuff. So that kind of freaked me out. That was the first board I ever did, and I was like, "How are how are guys like doing this every day? Like, think about guys. Who I just can't imagine. How, bo- how about
0: boat builders and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I don't know. It just came to him. Like, you're kind of like a boat builder. You build boats, except <laughs> surfboards.
1: <laughs> I mean, more power to them. I I actually I don't know how those guys do it. I guess you know really good ventilation systems. And I just knew I wasn't gonna be able to put as much time and money into, you know, I, I just knew I wasn't going to have a, like an ideal shop space probably to begin with. So I wanted to work with safe materials. Um, so the, I actually use epoxy resin, which and, is
0: safer than,
1: yeah, it's, uh, it's not good to touch. Obviously I'm wearing gloves, so I don't really touch it unless I, I spill it, which has happened a couple of times, but just wait till it dries and you cut your arm hair off and that's, that it takes care of that. <laughs> uh, but um, this stuff is actually cool because it's uh, it's entropy resin. Um, they make it out in Northern California, but it's a uh, it's a bio based resin. So it's uh, it's made with um, plant based materials. I can't no, get. That's I,
0: I was going to be one of my questions uh, if they like the surf industry was moving towards like sustainable, oh, they organic totally are. Like, it's products. Super cool you just too, answered yeah. it. So that's plant based polyurethane or no, no, uh, um, epoxy epoxy.
1: Yeah. And, uh, they, uh, you know, they also say it, it uses less, uh, what is it? Carbon to produce it, you know, as a smaller carbon footprint in the manufacturing process of it as well. So overall it's a pretty, you know, it's still kind of toxic stuff, but as far as like s- epoxy and resin go, it's,
0: do you think that will matter to people like I what well, people are like, dude, it's like a sustainable surfboard. He's using reusable products or products.
1: Yeah, I mean products. there's um there's a push for it. There's an um sustainable surf. They're uh I don't know if they're a non but they're an organization that's um sort of advocates for sustainable surfboards and they'll uh you know, you can get registered with them as a shaper and they'll sort of advocate for you. You know, they'll um advertise for you, put your your company up on their website and they do a lot of work with um all sorts of shapers and surf groups and you know they're at all if you if you watch any of the wsl like competitions or even the one they ran at jaws you know like sustainable surf is there advocating for green surf well, that's cool. district
0: and, could just certainly be a part of it <laughs> yeah
1: um i hope so i mean i uh I do a couple of the boards I do. I use Marco foam, which is actually recycled foam as well. So if you combine the recycled foam with the green, you know, the bio-based resin, that's about as green of a surfboard as you can get these days. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty cool. I, you know, yeah, I yeah, I, I
0: think it's that's an important part in how your boards are made.
1: Yeah, and and the more I've been doing it, uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of just Like, look around my shop, all this crap and all this on the floor, I'm going to have to throw it away. I mean, there's a lot of waste with, you know, because you're using bulk materials, but you're obviously not using all of it. Some of it like that, that's the fiberglass cloth I can, you know, use for fin patches. And so
0: the fiberglass cloth goes on to the, uh, when is this applied?
1: That goes on to the foam, uh, after the board's shaped. Um, and then I pour the resin on top and use one of these, uh, I don't see one around, but I use like a plastic spreader and work it into the cloth, and then you get it, so, you know, the cloth is 100% saturated, but you don't want any resin actually like puddling or pooling on the board, so then you sort of get that all off, and you wrap or lap the cloth around the rails, and then, uh, you know, you can do all sorts of different, you know, they make four-ounce cloth, they make six-ounce cloth, they make, like, Ultra light e-cloth they make carbon fiber cloth you know for like patches in the tail so there's all sorts of cloth that i use. i use just four ounce i'll do one layer of four ounce on the bottom let that dry sand the rails and then two layers of four ounce on the deck because you want your stand you know all your weight's on the deck so you want more strength in the deck of your board um and people are sort of anti-epoxy i think just because it tends to dry lighter um, than the poly resin, And, you know, some people sort of want a little more weight in their board. Some people say, like, epoxy boards are too light, and, you know, and like, bigger, choppier surf, they sort of bounce around or whatever. But I actually think the combination of the um, just regular U.S. Blanks foam with the epoxy resin makes for a really nice weight surf. I mean, it's not much different... Yeah, what, what's the? It's probably not. No, it's really, it's <laughs> not much. Uh, I don't know. I mean, some of the, you know, like the wave comes, you get up on the fucking board, you
0: go, <laughs> you know, like, oh.
1: you know, and they like, I had, I remember, I had a tough light board once, and I thought that actually was kind of light. I didn't really like it, but I, I, uh, I think overall, you know, the the um, all these new materials and stuff, I, I, I don't see what the point of you know being against them are. I think it, you know. Why not? It's cool Listen, stuff. Listen, who wants to breathe shit all day? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that would freak me out. Like having just to smell like that toxic smell. Because you have breathers on, but even with a breather, you're yeah. probably getting it right.
1: No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I, I try to. The worst is the s- sanding. That that's the last step, and you know that I'll, I'll open my shop door and I'll have a fan going. Um, but uh, it just makes me think. You know, back in the day before there are probably as many safety precautions. I don't know how like. These dudes are still alive, I guess, but I don't know how. Like, they must have just been short of breath all the time. I don't know how this they went is pretty surfing. Pretty toxic at, job. I don't know how they went surfing after glassing or sanding a or. Or how about
0: doing that and then like they'd rip like a bong hit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <or> like <laughs> oh, lungs,
0: those are some strong lungs. I'm
1: sand a couple bores and go out for a cigarette. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a uh, it's certainly a job with uh, and ha- hazards built into it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so that was a big part of. Um, well, it seems like you're
0: went, doing. Yeah, everything right, you know, by switching to plant-based material. Yeah,
1: yeah, so far so good. Um it's funny actually my aunt was the one that told me about it. She lives out in San Francisco and these uh she works for a um it's like a environmental um advocacy group or something. Yeah, it's um What's it called? Uh she she was well, plug. She uh <laughs> she just started her own company. It's called Siren. Um, but it's, uh, what is the, uh, consulting, that's the word I'm, it's environmental consulting. But so they were actually working with Sustainable Surf, because, you know, they're based out there in oh, California, cool. and uh, they came in and did a demonstration, they, they, they glassed a board um, in her office in front of all of the employees, and- uh, That's cool. I thought it was super rad, and the dude, she said, you know, she, everyone was freaked out, they're like, oh, shouldn't we be wearing respirators? And the guy was like, no, you're all good. And, uh, and then, so when I told, I told her about what I was doing with the other resin, she was like, no, 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 check this out. <laughs>
0: That's cool. Is it more, is that stuff more expensive?
1: Um, you know, I don't actually know because I, I, uh, I've just been buying it, uh, this stuff the whole time, pretty much. It's, it's, it's a little more expensive just cause they're, they're, uh, and how, how
0: much is it? That's a gallon, right? Two Two gallon.
1: Yeah. Or no, that's five gallons. How so much is
0: how much is that?
1: Five gallons is uh it's like almost three hundred bucks.
0: Okay. I'm trying what are we looking at all in for materials for a surfboard? For a six foot. We'll just
1: um at least three to four hundred dollars probably. Mhm. I give or take, you know, it sort of depends. Uh I, I have a you know I actually went back i i had a, a a business plan and you know I figured it all out you know cost per board in terms of material hours put in um, but uh I just i, I don't I, I don't really go by that because it's not like I'm not treating it like a full-time job so I'm just not you know like I sort of order materials whenever i I run out of them. I'm not, I don't have much foresight with that, just because I don't really ever know. Like, oh, maybe I'll have a bunch of orders.
0: Well, you do. That's what. That's yeah. what's cool is that you're starting to get a lot of orders, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, more, yeah Dude, more if so you than build it, year. it will come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're building it. Yeah. You're in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is it something? Do you? Would you be like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this full time? Um, is that a tough question? I don't know.
1: No, it's not. I, yeah, I would like to do it. If I could do it full time, I'd definitely. Dude, like, I
0: think you're on the way.
1: I, I hope so. Um, you know, it's a dream, but. Uh,
0: would you rather I, be spreading mulch or shaping
1: boards? Shaping boards. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Mike. Um, but uh, I think that, um, you know, I think time will tell. This is sort of year two. Last year it was really just to see if it was something I even wanted to do. This year, it's it's saw it's been um, sort of in the thick of it, just trying to sort everything out. Now that I do have more orders, like trying to balance my time and and get everything, you know, the way I want it. And uh,
0: I mean, it's it's a pretty big endeavor to like start being a full time surfboard shaper, especially if people start the orders just start coming in. Yeah,
1: no, it's it's freaks me out. I like I uh, I stress out about it a lot. I'm not gonna lie. It's uh. You yeah. know
0: why? Because it's what you care about. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess that's You know, point. that's yeah. the reality of it. Yeah.
0: You know, if you didn't care about it, you'd be like, oh, fuck it, you know? Yeah. But, you know, you find something. Th- that's why I think it's cool, because you found something that you like to do. And I always am fascinated by the moment where people are like, wow, I really want to take this to the next level. I want to do this and go for it. Yeah. You know, and you're someone that's clearly going for it, and you're starting to make some sick surfboards. Yeah, thanks, man. I think you just got to keep doing it, you know? Yeah. Because you're clearly talented as hell and you're, you're making cool surfboards. Um, I'm already thinking as I'm in here, I'm like, all right, what's my shape? Gonna be? <laughs> what's my order going to be? My, I'm going to be annoying with the graphics. So I, I got a custom no, idea. That's cool.
1: You know, most people tell me just do whatever you think. And I'm like, no, like that's the whole point of a custom board. Like you're the boss. You tell me I'll do it, you know? But when they say, just go for it, I'm like, all right, you asked for it. Like I'm going for it. Like, Here's this surfboard. Give them a surfboard with, like, Greg Brady on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, five cans of spray paint later. later. Yeah, like, or something whoa. like <laughs> Six,
0: uh, six, six all over the board.
1: They're yeah. Like. Uh, so, actually, that you know that kind of works out sometimes when they're like, just do whatever you want. Because that like that's my favorite part is uh, doing the artwork. Um, so, is
0: that the goal, though, to be doing, making, shaping district surfboards nonstop
1: and make it a full-time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to do. I mean, it's not. It's uh, it's hard. You know, I don't know. I- I'm nervous as to you know. I'm just trying to figure out <laughs> kind of where it's going. I I, I would like to do it full time. the The hardest part for me in all of this has just been doing it on Nantucket. You know, it's like the shop space is expensive. The shipping costs are ridiculous. You know, I you know I'm paying. All my other costs of living are, you know, higher probably than. We got to get else. someone
0: that's got a garage <laughs> that we can that that they can lend you because that rents the
1: rents are too damn high. Yeah, the rents are high. Um, and then
0: it is it's the rents, you know, it's the struggle in Nantucket. And You're not alone. I think that's an interesting point that a lot of people on Nantucket, like yourself, that have, uh, you know, side jobs or side passions that want to make it full time. It's someone coming through like that could be the thing that takes you you know yeah bloat like allows you to really concentrate on it but juggling three jobs and then coming in shaping it at night you know dude that's passion yeah you got I, you love to do it you know and it's like any painter musician whatever you know it's like and tuck it's not it, everyone's just trying to make it work out here
1: yeah and you know i have this like fantasy in my head of like going to a bar one night and there's some like you know meeting someone and telling them what i do and they're like come here young man i have just the thing here's like oh here's i have a fully a- <laughs> ventilated shop yeah, I have a, yeah but in a uh, uh, pocket full of cash just for you I, let me make your dream a reality
0: <laughs> yeah but you know what though you just got to keep that that'll come yeah that no, absolutely it come to <laughs> it will you have to manifest that shit. Yeah. you have to say yeah it will come and you just got to keep doing it making awesome surfboards for people yeah you know, and it'll come all of a sudden, district gets out there. And that's the other component I was going to ask you about is that there's a lot of people making surfboards sure. out there. So, yeah. you know, it's the kind of thing like if I don't know if it's something that you want to be competitive in that market, like going to surf expos with your boards and lugging them around.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that, that
0: side of the business side. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For sure. And, uh, you know, uh, initially I thought like maybe that was something, you know, I, I just want to, you know, go for like, sort of not quantity over quality, but really sort of crank them out and be able to, you know, be selling boards, you know, and maybe I could get some boards into like shops off Island or something. But, uh, the more I've done it, the more, you know, I really just enjoy the process of making it and producing a quality board. And, you know, every board I make, obviously there's things that I'm like nitpicking about and, you know, you give the board away and the, person's like, that's awesome, and I'm just looking at that, like, one little, like, burn through in the very corner of the town, like, oh, god damn it, but (laughs) uh, I... uh, That's your quality control, man, that's good. But, you know, if I, if I sort of do keep it smaller, then I can sort of, you know, take more time and really hone in, you know, it's sort of like what you said, like, trying to figure out what makes my boards unique, because there are so many people out there making sick, sick surfboards, you know, all sorts of new, like flex technology and you know like varial foam and their crazy new blanks and all sorts of stuff and it's like how to even begin to think about competing with some of those
0: what's your attitude towards all that technology you just like keep it simple or where where, where do you fall in that
1: i think it's all super cool i just haven't really like you know i'm still just trying to get the not the basics but i'm just still trying to you know be able to consistently produce A quality surfboard you know yeah and then we'll see where to take it from i mean i think it's all everything that's going on with the i think the surfboard industry is definitely changing you know more so than it ever has um with all the new materials and um you know crazy new shapes that people are putting out and stuff so it's all super exciting it's you know trying to just figure out where i fit in and you know i sort of like the idea of the niche of just sort of the local shaper you know and, and and being on Nantucket it's already sort of like um s- s- you know in this unique place to begin with so I sort of have that you know like I I'm sure there are people out here who do who yeah like, I was have just in that. shape are in there me.
0: other there someone else told me of a guy that used to shape out here
1: um, well I, I you know I don't know I, I think there are um,
0: or maybe he still does I don't even know there's is there I, a shaper?
1: There's um one guy, his last name's Bender. I know he makes boards or has in the you past. I, I actually ended up with a board of his that I rode into the ground. I, just, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was like a nine o.
0: You should talk to him. Pintail, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think it would be like a competitive kind of thing. What no, you know? definitely
1: not. And, you know, I, that's the other thing. I'm not, you know... There's not really anyone else to compete with, but if there was, I would hope that you know it'd be cool. Like honestly, if someone wanted, to, you know, anyone out there who's really into power sanding, like come on down, I'll set you up. There you go, a man. Hours, learn the learn the trade. <laughs> no, but event you know, and that, some people express interest in like getting hands on with it, and I think that's super cool too. Cause, yeah, uh, you know, if I had ever had anyone offer me you know you oh you want a custom board like you want to come help shape it i'd be like hell yeah
0: <laughs> i mean even as a kid i remember going through surf magazines and they were, they were they always had a feature shapers were always a part of the industry yeah for sure you know it's an important part when you think about it you know it's the it's h- how it happens
1: i like sort of the mystique too you know like well here on nantucket everyone knows everyone and all that but it's like you know who is this guy behind the surfboard? I remember that in surf magazine. Well, we're too, killing like, that right now. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're we're completely <laughs> crushing it's me. that. Me, I'm making them. <laughs> um, but you know, it's still right. pretty cool. I, uh, yeah. So,
0: who are some of the shapers that you were, were into?
1: Um, well, that guy Todd Proctor. Um, there's a guy. Uh, there's a guy now who's or well, he's been making boards for a while, but um, Ryan Lovelace. He's out in Santa Barbara. He makes super cool custom surfboards. He does sort of like, uh, it's like new age retro boards, I guess. I don't know, just really weird shapes with like really cool fabric inlays. You know, it's not just the shape, but also the glassing. And, you know, he's got guys who work for him and stuff, obviously. But I think from start to finish, he makes some super cool boards. I
0: think that's what's impressive to me is like the the fact that you're you're pumping these out. Each one of these, you know, you're... From start to finish is your thumbprint, you know. Yeah, it's you, and there's no one else touching them. And uh, it, it's it's an absolute uh, craft of making surfboards, a, mm-hmm. an art form. You know, it's 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 cool, and especially being in here in this space. You can see it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like your brain in here.
1: Yeah, and it's you know, it's, you know, I do pay a lot to have this shop space.
0: We got to get you. Someone else is hopefully someone's listening that has a <laughs> uh, an empty garage bay perfect i'll take it we can get made in there
1: <laughs> um but it's you know it's nice to have uh you know a place to go you know sometimes when i'm coming here in the cold months at like 11 o'clock or at night or like five in the morning on a weekday to like turn the heat off i'm not really stoked about it but for the most part i really enjoy coming here and having you know a space of my own that i can just sort of get creative in yeah. i guess yeah
0: <laughs> What's your least favorite part of making a surfboard?
1: Um, definitely. Well, I've sort of, I've come around on a little bit since I've gotten better at it, but the sanding, uh, is pretty hard and it's, you know, the easy, the board's going to, it's going to be easier to sand if you do a better job glassing and the board's going to be easier to glass if you shaped it well. So each part sort of plays on itself, but, uh, the sanding is just, you know, the uh, the Milwaukee sander is heavy. It creates a lot of dust, um, and it's pretty time consuming. So overall, I would say sanding <laughs> sucks. But if hey, if anyone so, yeah, anyone out there wants to it. get into some sanding, <laughs> anyone want to inhale some <laughs> dust,
0: uh, you know, you got some fresh lungs, get in here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, that was cool, man. I I, I was, I'm uh, excited. How many years has District been around?
1: I guess this is just, just two. <laughs> it's
0: two years, and yeah. you're already getting orders, so I feel like that you're doing something right. If people are like, hey, this guy's making good boards, and if word of mouth is spreading. I'm going to post on Instagram that picture of that, uh, that green one. looks like you already sold it. Oh, uh, Neil's board? Neil's board was gorgeous, but the other one you did the artwork for I thought was so cool. It was, uh, were they flowers on it? or Oh,
1: it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Um,
0: whose board was that? Uh,
1: my, my buddy, Lauren Patterson. He... Uh, that was cool. I really enjoyed making that board because he actually like, you know, he was someone who had like a specific design and idea in mind and was like, can you do this? And it was a little bit of a challenge. Just, you know, I really wanted to get it right. And I think it came out real nice. So that overall from start to finish, that was a really fun board to make. Yeah.
0: I think I want to do a uh, I like fat. I like my stretch. I like the width. Mm-hmm. I want a little thicker rail, not too much. But I like and I like the thruster. Yeah. But I want it to be fat. Like, the, do you see that Tony Alva board? There's that the girl that surfs that Alva board. Yeah. I kind of like the way that it's just kind of meaty. Right. I think I want to go like six foot with just kind of a fat. I like the feel of the bigger. I don't like the um, really thin. Yeah. So
1: like I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I'm definitely not coining this term, I'm not the first one to say it, but I I definitely believe in the saying foam is your friend. Um, I, you know, I always advocate for people to go a little bit thicker or a little bit wider. I mean, especially for waves out here, like, you know, you got your board for when it's overhead and barreling on Nantucket, you know, a heavy beach break, you're going to want something for those. But, you know, overall, in general, if you're just trying to ride waves and have fun, you know, a little extra foam, a little more width, maybe a little more length, you know, totally why not you know it's yeah like you're, you're I think
0: that's the direction I want to go give me your best wave on
1: Nantucket is that a tough question uh, you know honestly all the waves I remember are like the waves I- is there one that stands out no, I was just going to say all the waves. The, the waves I like go home at night remembering or like think back on are the ones that like I screwed up or like that got away. You know what I mean? It's like that that one. I was like, like yesterday I had one. I was in the perfect spot. Like, I don't know. I just botched it. I blew it. You know, it was no one's fault but my ah, so own. I'm getting, you're kind of, you know
0: what? You're a perfectionist. dude. Yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you're a perfectionist. Like you'll be like, oh, you know, I bailed on that or I got, I, you know, I popped up wrong or yeah. something.
1: Uh, I don't know. I guess this is going to sound corny too, but you know, I just growing up surfing, I didn't really like surf with anyone else. Cause, uh, you know, like I didn't have any friends from DC who were into surfing or when, I, when I would go out to the Cape and surf, like I, it was pretty much by myself. And even when I first moved here, like, you know, I didn't grow up here. and like, I didn't know anyone. So I was kind of just surfing on my own. So just, I don't know the sessions in general. I remember obviously the ones that are pumping, but you know, as corny as it sounds, the ones just were you know, I'm surfing with some buddies, like, uh, yeah. I always remember, you know, just the stoke, you know, <laughs> people just feeding off each other's energy. And, you know, even watching your buddy get like a sick one is just as exciting, you know, from the shoulder, just watching. It's like, oh man, I don't know. Definitely. Nobadeer
0: or Cisco or Madaket or Madaket. I love
1: surfing in Madaket. uh, but I don't, I've you know, probably count the number of times I've surfed out there on my, on one hand, but, well, maybe not, but, you know, it, it doesn't, like, get, I love it when it gets really big out there, and you have to paddle way out, and it's just, I don't know, it's just different, but, uh. I do really like surfing down at, like, here and Fisherman's. I think when, when that sandbar is good and, you I know, forgot it's the what right a, wave I, I
0: didn't surf here at all, and I forgot what a fast wave that is. I yeah. I pitched so hard. The first one I went for, I got
1: slammed. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, uh, getting slammed. I mean, I suck, so it doesn't, <laughs> no. it doesn't say much. So. <laughs> no, I get, I mean, I think I spend more time eating shit there than I do actually riding waves, but I think that's, you know, part of it um a good slam can be just as i don't know not rewarding but uh memorable as a good <laughs> way <laughs> as you limp back to your yeah, car. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man that's cool nate i'm glad uh you took the time to let me come in here
1: oh for sure get the Thanks word for out for it. uh
0: check it out folks district surfboards nate horn nantucket keeping the nantucket shaper system yeah. Pumping! <laughs> oh, yeah, we should give a plug. Your uh, where can they find your boards?
1: Um, online.
0: Uh, I'll plug it too on the on my intros and outros.
1: But we right should, on. Should
0: probably talk about where they can find it.
1: Um, I'm actually about to launch a website. Um, it's pretty much all done. I've it's been a work in progress for like two years, partially because I've just been lazy about it. But uh, it's, no, you're a perfectionist. Dude. Yeah, exactly. I'm just perfecting. He's a perfectionist. It. So it's uh, it's it's pretty much good to go so once that pops up i'm really not into like shipping boards uh i have shipped a couple um you know but i like you know it's cool to have people come to the shop and check it out so yeah the um, shop
0: is cool it's exactly what you'd imagine
1: (laughs) you can uh you'll be able to contact me through the website uh or you know instagram i have a gmail account uh district surfboards at gmail.com. Oh yeah. where did the
0: name district come from? Um, <laughs> the most important question. I'm such a bad pod, like inner, like where, where does the name come from?
1: Um, you know, I, I was trying to come up with a name for a long time and it was driving me crazy. And, uh, I I just didn't want Nantucket to be in the name. You know, there's so many businesses here with Nantucket this, Fog Island that, Gray Lady this, Act that. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there is. (laughs) No,
0: there is something wrong. It's just like, come on. Well, yeah, so I don't know. But see, that's the thing. Nantucket is a brand. Yeah, for sure. I kind of went through a little bit of that with Inside the Whale. Mm -hmm. Like, I I tried to not. (laughs) Be <laughs> so but inside
1: i mean i like that name i i just uh I, I know what you mean
0: though yeah yeah
1: i wanted something to be you know sort of personal to me and so you know i i'm from dc or the district of columbia so i now i'm making it sound like a cop-out but i was just like district <laughs> all right you know that sounds it cool. works I'll yeah
0: just leave it <laughs> yeah and that's the mystique but we just broke that down too yeah so. And
1: what's in a name anyways you know right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: All right, that's cool. There, that's a wrap. R-
1: right on. There it is. Sick. Thanks, Nate. That was awesome. That was fun. <laughs> I've never.
0: That's it, folks. There it is. Episode 41. Nate Horn. Surfboard shapers being handcrafted here on Nantucket. Check it out online. District Surfboards. I think it's districtsurfboards.com or you can hit uh, hit up Nate Horn on Facebook. And uh, there's a Facebook page. Check out some of the cool shapes. And uh, he's, he's really pushing the graphics, too. I'm really impressed with what he's doing. And it's cool. What a, what, a, what a great way to compliment the Nantucket surf scene to have a shaper and I know he's not the first but uh, just want to get him some credit where credit's due and I uh, can't wait to get over there and give him my design that's coming Nate, be ready I'm going to come over there and we're going we're gonna to come up with something cool alright folks, that's it, thanks for the click as always Inside the Whale over now in episode 41 in the can folks, in the can rock on